0: This is NRL Boom Rookies.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I'm Matt Bungard, alongside me as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. G'day everybody. Uh, We were facing sort of a, a dark, dark, dark Saturday with no rugby league and uh, but eventually it was saved. So we're recording on Tuesday this week given that all the games were pushed back a day and we couldn't well record at ten PM last night. Well we could have, but you know, it would have been wouldn't have been all that fun. Well, to I'm do not that, that so. insane. So no. Um so yeah. <laughs> I'm only somewhat uh, insane. Yeah. A little bit later than your guys are used to this week, but we are here and um Look, we were going to do an emergency while, but you and I just both at work on Friday. Schedules didn't line up for us, so we just couldn't get around to it. We lost. But, the, um, I think it
0: lost the luster by, like, Sunday. It was like, no. Nah.
1: Yeah, it was like, there's not much point doing this now. So, Anthony Milford is a South Sydney rabbiter.
0: I guess you um, should start this one. Mate. I am
1: very happy because when you looked at all the options of, like, the realistic options, like, obviously, like, Ben Hunt would be, like, the, like, you know, That would be my ideal signing to replace Adam Reynolds, but obviously that's not going to happen. When you looked at all the realistic options, Luke Brooks was off the table with his huge contract. Even if he was, I would have preferred Milford. Like, I would rather go down this road with Anthony Milford and then maybe just hope that one of your two or three young guys you've got waiting in the wings turns out to be okay than to kick the tires on Brody Croft or Kyle Flanagan or someone like that. I think this was the smartest thing they could have done I think putting him in a situation where he's back with Jason Dimitri, who was there for a lot of the good times with Anthony Milford um, and putting him in a situation behind a very, very good forward pack and in a team where Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker and Damian Cook do so much offensively that he won't just be expected to do everything like he was uh, at Brisbane, particularly in the last year and a half or so, whenever he has been in the first grade team. And you know what? There'll just be less attention on him because there are like, you know, he's not going to get as much he's not going to get as much media attention as a guy like Trail Mitchell playing for South. He just won't. Um, and I think the best thing he could have done was to escape that Brisbane bubble that where so much pressure was on him for so long. And we know he was going to benefit from a change of scenery. So I'm really just hoping it is with us.
0: Yeah, I think he covered a lot of the bases there. I, I think the, the rumored money is like 350 to 400, which I don't love. I don't love that. But uh, I feel like they probably could have got him like 200. And had no competition Maybe I'm wrong there I was surprised by the discourse of this Like I, We knew this was kind of coming It was always the likely location One of the likely places Milford would end up If in the NRL it was likely South Or the Titans was apparently the other one after him But South made sense from like months back Because of the links you mentioned The Jason Demetriu links the probably getting out of Brisbane be good for him thing. But I went online when it happened, I was out for my, my walk, my daily walk when I was allowed outside of the house and you know, whatever. Uh, and got the few notifications that it happened. So I looked, uh, you know, just search his name on Twitter and I've been off the timeline a lot recently. And I was shocked by the amount of people who thought this is a shit house move. Like, with the zero context supply to people saying like, how could you swap Adam Reynolds for Anthony Milford? Well, they (laughs) didn't do that. Like they, what they've, and they offered Milford, they offered Reynolds a year. And you mentioned Luke Brooks. Luke Brooks is having a better season than Milford, which isn't a high bar, but to take on Luke Brooks, you have to take on multiple years and on salary. Mm -hmm. And what they've done with Milford is they've taken on one year. And he's gambled himself too, obviously. But it's not really... It's like a win-win for South almost. Gay, gay guy left. It's like the gay guy money ended up getting. But I love the move with reuniting with Dimitri. I know sometimes it can be overrated, the relationship. You know, we hear oh, McCulloch reunited with Anthony Griffin, best form ever, all this garbage. Often it can be overrated, but... What we do know is that Dimitri has belief in himself that he can get the best out of Milford with that and has belief in Milford. And from seeing the way Tony plays, belief makes a big difference to him. Yeah. There's that. And whilst he can't play replace the things Reynolds brings, we know he can't do that. He goes into a system where the coach will back him, where they'll play different football next year. There's a different coach next year. There's other stronger players who are on bigger contracts than him, who will take the pressure off that you mentioned. He won't be the million dollar man. He'll just be a guy. And he's not even guaranteed to be the seven. He'll be a cherry on top. He might be the 14. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. a guarantee he's the seven. And if it doesn't work out, they say goodbye and off you go the year after. And I just think for Milford, the best thing was getting away from Brisbane,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: whether or not that's, and whether or not there's any weight to the things about his family and being comfortable around home, whether or not there's any truth to that, we'll, we'll find out next year. But for mine, it looked like he just needed to get out of his comfort zone again. And I think Gold Coast was too close to his comfort zone. Go down to the south, focus a bit more on your footy, maybe trim down a little. And with some better coaching around and some better experienced players around, like a like a Cody Walker, like a Luttrell, like a, a Damian Cook, maybe he'll start adapting his game a bit more because he hasn't adapted his game in the last two or three years. He hasn't got the pace or lucidity he used to have and he still tries to use it and it's not worked out for him. So maybe in that system he can succeed. But yeah, it feels like of all the halves available, the two I think really worth a stump throw for a team like South or a team looking for a value halfback for a year or two. It's Milford and Ash Taylor, the ones I would have taken on as a half. And you've got one of those guys and yeah, we'll see what happens from there. And I mean, if he has a really good season, it would be interested to see if he takes the money option or if he just stays at South because
1: of the risk of the money last time. Yeah, but that's a compelling story for next year. But yeah, look, I, I don't know if it's going to work out. It's not really that. Like, who knows? But um, this is, the, I think, the best thing they could have done with that money and with the players that are available. Yeah, I mean, I maybe Aiden Caesar is not coming back. So there's really no one else... There's always even close. Like who, like what? You want them to go sign Kyle Flanagan? Like, what are they supposed to be doing? Like, I don't know why it was getting, oh, I do know why it's getting bagged because it's, you know, Wayne Bennett and Anthony Milford and all the same easy targets. There always are, even though Wayne Bennett won't be there. But yeah, I think it's a great move. I think it's a real yeah. low risk, high reward move. And I'm really excited to see him in Red and Green.
0: Yeah. And uh, what you mentioned there, the other part that we discourse, like there's still the level of airhead that exists in society, somehow still amazes me to this day that people who somehow think that Wayne Bennett is signing contracts on his way out. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with those people? Like South have had a succession plan since last year. And people think that Mil- uh, Wayne Bennett's got roster control for next season.
1: Yeah. It's, it's insane. Anyway.
0: It was, yeah. It was the same thing though. When he left Brisbane, people thought that last year or two, like, Brisbane weren't letting him do anything. They knew you were going to move him. But South have publicly stayed since like last year. And Wayne said it too. And Wayne's even said like, if Wayne was staying, the classic Wayne move now would be, he would have given Reynolds a three or four years. Yeah. The veteran guy. And you could have burned him for that. But he he's even said himself, he would have kept Reynolds. It wasn't his choice. But people ignore all that. Or they just don't even have the power of Google. And they say, oh look at Wayne or salt in the earth on his way out. But uh, I think it's just a, a good spot for Milford to land. I don't know how he'll handle being a seven if he has to be the seven again. Mm. But if the game stays remotely like it is this year, teams don't even fucking
1: need a seven, honestly. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's it- pretty much what I said <laughs> the other day when someone was asked, oh, who's going to kick? Like, oh, Cody and... Uh, Co- M- Milford and- can kick, you idiots. Well, he A, he's all right at that. And B, someone did point out, rightly so, that um Cody and Kiri playing together for South didn't work all that well. But the game has changed a lot since 2015-16. And... Now more than ever, you just need good ball runners. Souths aren't overly reliant on Adam Reynolds when they're trundling 70 metres down the field every time they get the ball.
0: Yeah, I think the problem with Andy Milford is that he's no longer
1: even a good ball runner.
0: So Ah, i have to figure that out with him too. That
1: is, well, we'll work that out. The funny thing with
0: his demise though, mate, is that like since he started in the NRL, he's still like first in tackle breaks for halves. Like still, to this day, still first in tackle breaks. Still, I think first in line breaks. Actually, maybe he's lost at the Cody Walker now. He's like third in tries, like, that's what that pretty much playing the last year or two. That's just how dominant he was in terms of his ball running when he first hit the scene in in the house. But uh, yeah, just I don't know what people expected. Like if you got you obviously you chose the cost of not getting the full the full pitcher. You, you chose to not buy a ready-made halfback. That's a choice they made. Yeah. Like obviously but, there's not gonna be Adam Reynolds. If it's not Adam Reynolds, who? Like Who was exactly. this magical choice they wanted them to take instead? Yeah, and it's quite clear they think, I don't know who they think, but I think one of those young guys is going to be the, the future halfback because they wouldn't have only offered Reynolds one year
1: or Milford one year or even gone into next year without Milford if they didn't believe that. No, they wouldn't have. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I'm looking forward to it. But, um, yeah, let's let's have a look at this weekend's games first, though. Sydney is just 28, Parramatta Eels. Zero and uh, that uh, horror six-week stretch to finish the year for Parra, not off to a flyer. Yeah. Uh, Parra fans sick of this, aren't they? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. This game was weird. The first 20 minutes, Parramatta looked like they were unstoppable, but they just couldn't score a try. And then the Roosters got one, just completely against the run of play. And then that just absolutely broke. Parramatta's back.
0: Yeah. What's happening to them now? Is they heading into the season? I was talking about how I just didn't know if... And I'm not trying to knock Brad Arthur. I just didn't know if that team had it in them to, to kick it up another notch. Maybe they ended up falling out of the eight because of that. And obviously, they didn't have that early in the season. But it looks like now that they're, they're pretty, a pretty good shot to fall out of the four. Like, they're only in there on four and against right now. And, and they've got that tougher draw, as we mentioned. They've got South this week, uh, Manly next week. The Storm round twenty five and the Panthers round uh, round uh, sorry Storm round twenty four Panthers round twenty five. Don't know what's going on with Mitch Moses, but with how they played this weekend without him, it does like you. A braver man than me takes him any of those games if he's until Moses is back. Like yeah, they miss him a lot, obviously. And I I mentioned last week on the podcast, I mentioned that you know they're missing a strike center, and and one of some people on Discord brought up a, a fair a fair comment that uh, Dylan Brown hasn't lift, like pulled his weight mm-hmm. in this. And we've spoken about how like Gutherson and Reed Marney, Mitch Moses all kicked on to levels, probably not even expected from some of them. They're all quite good in their position and they all did that. And Dylan Brown hasn't. And, uh, and I think that's a fair comment that he's yeah. probably the guy they gambled on to make this team a better, it's like a next level team than what it is. But another game
1: where he's just kind of average, yeah, just, it's, it's, it's weird. I just don't understand. Like you look on paper and they do have a lot of guys who you think can create something. And I know Moses isn't there, but I just don't know what's going wrong for them. I'd really, and it was the same last year. Like you expect more from Klinkoffer sitting games like this. You just, I don't know, man. I just, does it just feel like this? It just feels like the same story from the last couple of years for them yet again.
0: Is that why? But is that also like a self fulfilling prophecy at this point? Like the the players know this too. They're not stupid. Like they're not. They know it keeps happening. So are they, you know, self fulfilling this prophecy and
1: and look down on confidence in this game all of a sudden? Uh, Well, huge fallout from this game though. Um, Nan said Brad Arthur's got to go. Well,
0: that's one of those things. He's in one of those tough spots, and what he's been there since twenty fourteen. He's been a long serving coach, has a winning record, but. Teams will not accept fourth to sixth or third to sixth every year for like five
1: or six years when yes. they just, people just won't. And it's, it's, a, it's yeah, they won't. And this is the problem. They just can't take that next step. And if you're just pretty good every year, that's fine. And it does seem on face value bizarre to be like this coach that finishes, you know, third to sixth every year should lose his job. But at the same time, if you've taken a team as far as you can take them, then what do you do?
0: Yeah. What and do you do? Like, as we know, so Brad Arthur, he, the last few seasons, he was third last year, fifth year before, the spoon in between, and fourth before that. But he hasn't made it past the semis. That's the thing that's really tied in that late season fade, is that in preseason, you can pretty easily predict, like, hey, they're going to probably get knocked out in the first two weeks of the finals. And, you know, last year, they didn't have the massive, the huge dip the back end of the season because the season only lasted 20 rounds. But they did... Lose to South 38 0 yeah, and
1: 16. Yeah, that was the game Latrell did his hammy. Yeah. They yeah. lost
0: to Penrith 20 to 2, and then they went out in straight sets in the finals last year. In 2019, they uh, actually won a qualifying final, if you remember, 58 0 against Brisbane, but then oh, 32 0. But before that run in, to miss out on the top four kind of thing, they lost to the Bulldogs and and the Broncos in round 23, 24. Jeez. So that. That doesn't help. And then 2018, whatever the whole season was garbage. And look at that. And 2017 again is that actually went on a pretty good late season run. They only lost one of their last like ten games. But 16 to 18 qualifying final to Melbourne, and then 24 to 16 semifinal to the to the Cowboys on a charge. That's and, right. Yes. And they haven't. Yeah. Essentially, they haven't been knocked out by teams. High like storm they were gonna knock out by, but you know, last year people would have said Parramatta are a better side than South. People would what be wrong. The, oh come on.
1: They finished third people I know that. they finished above us on the ladder, but Souths were pretty crap for the first yeah. half of that year. so people really would have said that I didn't believe that I'm saying. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then people
0: would have thought the year they when they lost it the Cowboys. The Cowboys one yeah. is probably the worst of That's the It's abhorrent. It? So but, and if they're gonna go into this season, like you did Brave Man the meet a big to, to back them to finish in the four, they look like they might finish sixth now.
1: Yeah, and honestly,
0: and then yeah, then probably win. They might not win that first five or six is much different, but yeah, they might win in you know
1: first week of the finals. Well, yeah, like if, they no the, the if they play the Raiders or the Knights. The pro- they might not Titan that, you know. Titan, Sharks. The who just knows? Depends. It just depends on Moses back, but, but the,
0: yeah, the Roosters then, get
1: the Roosters get Penrith without Cleary this week, and then after yeah. that, they do play South towards the end of the year, but they play Brisbane, the Raiders, and. Like, it's not a particularly great draw. And you would look at the Parramatta draw and think that probably if the Roosters win even three of those five games, they're probably fine.
0: Yeah. But what you're looking at, though, likely is that they likely get knocked out in the semis again, though. Yeah. That's what they're looking at again now, if they drop out of that four. And because they'll likely play, who knows, Roosters or Manly in the second week of the finals. And I think that's the other tough thing if you're a para fan. You're looking across the clubs, you're looking at the Roosters and going, like Jesus Christ, they keep losing players, but they beat us. <laughs> like, like, there's only so much you can hold on to when well, we lost Mitch Moses. Because mm-hmm. you look at the other good teams, Melbourne, whilst they keep killing people, like they're missing Ryan Pappenhausen for like 10 weeks. You know, the, the Panthers, yes, they did lose to the storm, but they've had Miss like they for an extended period, We're missing Jerome Luwai. And whilst they didn't play great, they found ways to win, is what, you, what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Parramatta didn't look like finding a way to win after about 15 minutes. And then actually it looked like they were imploding and you had stuff like Gutherson yelling at his teammates right next to the referee, Mike. Not great. So I wouldn't be shocked if they they got knocked out in their semi. I wouldn't be shocked if that was it for Brad Arthur this year. Yep. Um, If If you reverse their season, by the way. Yeah. It's a funny thing.
1: If you reverse their
0: season around, if they... Lost all
1: the games. They the start get all these shit games out, yeah. And then they go on a run. People talk about how they're the and they and they get knocked team. out in the
0: semis though, his job would be fine. <laughs> like, yeah, so it's yeah, true. I, I don't know what they go where they go though. Like it's just that it's
1: the toughest spot to be in, isn't it? Where they are right now. It's it is because you if you get someone in who's you get someone else in and you finish like twelfth next year, you look stupid. Yeah. But at the same time, it will get to a point where fans are just not content with treading water anymore.
0: Moses so. is the name, by the way, so we'll see. But yeah, okay. that's it. Like, he said, they're at this point in the, of the season. Sorry, with coaches. Like, it's like, if you keep coming fourth or fifth.
1: I don't. Yeah. Not I don't think exactly, it matters this week, by the yeah. way. I think Souths are just much better than them.
0: And you can get away with it if you're, if you're scraping those areas, right? If you're a coach, who keeps losing players and you're, like, finding ways to win or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, Parramatta yeah, yeah. had a pretty steady team for a couple of years now that fans have a right to expect more and
1: if anything yeah. they got better this year with the emergence of reed marty and stuff so
0: yeah so, i know like reed marty kicked on as a playmaker so i don't know i have no idea what's next to them and the roost is like yeah what a shot getting good football out of drew hutchinson like there's there's a thing i know a good friend of the show sam anderson has been a hutch believer for like a decade so he'd be vindication. Very, vindication. Very, very happy good on him uh but yeah they're just whatever they're they're insane aren't they like I mean jo- Josh Morris played fifty odd minutes So, Dale Copley playing this week now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it just doesn't matter, does it? But they're truly in that it's next great. man up situation. Next man up, man. It's so good.
0: That that the at the storm are in, like yeah. they they shouldn't be winning twenty eight mil with the lineup they put out there. Like I mean, and you and I know Bruce is going to remind anybody, but it's easy to forget they lost both their captains this season. Yeah. Like both of them retired during the and season. And Brett Morris. And Brett Morris. Yeah. And they've lost Kiri. And Luke years. Kiri's
1: out for ages too.
0: It's easy to forget that because of the level they keep playing at. Whereas um, like other clubs
1: would lose a good play and we talk about it for six years. Yeah. I hadn't <laughs> noticed it, by the way. I did notice this week. I think someone tweeted it. Um, they had the jersey, the, the cap numbers of Cordner, Friend and Morris on the sleeve of their jerseys, which I thought was a nice touch.
0: Classy move. It, it is a nice touch, but yeah, it's nice. we've all been there, mate. Like we Broncos fans still talk about the loss of Lockyer because we fucking terrible since mm. whereas uh clubs, clubs like Melbourne and the Roosters don't really talk about oh we lost that guy and that that was the it. Roosters
1: lost the greatest player to ever play rugby league. I'm oh, sorry, the storm lost the greatest player to yeah. ever play rugby league this year, and they're just better than ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stupid, so stupid. All right. Um, I'm just gonna read what I wrote on um on Friday night every year, I believe in the West tigers and they let me down. I can't imagine how their fans who have actual emotional investment feel when the dumbest shit imaginable happens to this team on a weekly basis. I told you, man, you did. I told you, like I was going to, I mentioned
0: this. I was going to train the warriors until like they, the top lineup they named. I was that confident that the tigers would choke it against them, but I couldn't cold train them. But, uh, like, yeah, this is just what the Tigers are. Their defense is garbage, and in this game, their attack wasn't great either because Dane Laurie went down. Yeah, they're and, <laughs> um, That's it. They're, it's they're 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 fucked. Like I've been saying this for weeks. and the people took it as salt because they beat Brisbane, but their defense has not been good enough. Yeah, you're it right. Hasn't been, and they don't put in off the ball. They don't do anything without the ball in their hand. A lot of them are playing very selfishly. And for some reason, people still say it's not a coaching problem. It's like, okay, so he's had the same players on the field who make the same mistakes all the time, do the same things. And he stays the same and he's not a coaching problem. No,
1: just got to let him get, give him time to get his own guys in. Another three more years. It's like, Um, you know, yeah, look, uh, they were screwed as soon as Laurie went down. Adam Dewey's great. Everyone else is not. Um, I just, the defense, I mean, all three of the Warriors tries defensively were pretty awful from the Tigers, but the Afoa one in particular was just disgusting. The short dropout was amazing. That was great too. I mean, I, that was my other question. Is, um, I asked my friend who's a Tigers fan this the other day. He had a clear answer and I agreed with him, but I want to know your thoughts. Which play was worse, the short dropout try or nobody home at dummy half when they were attacking to win the game?
0: Jeez, it's a tough one. I want to say short dropout try, but they're trying to win the game and, like, firstly, Joe O did the wrong thing then, by the way. He's getting off scot-free here, but they were trying to win the game, fourth tackle, and he steps and straightens up, thinking he's going to score a try from 10 metres out. No, you're not, Joe O. No, you're not. You never have. <laughs> you never will. He did the wrong thing too, but, yeah, that's um, it's a short dropout one for me because, like, they didn't have to do the short dropout.
1: No, that was the reason. I, I, think, I think the um, I think the nobody home at dummy half is worse because if you you try at least the short dropout like, it's an it's it's not an it's not necessarily an execution thing. It can also be like a little bit of luck involved, right? Like yes. you go for a short dropout, shit happens sometimes. Whereas the no one at dummy half is just straight up laziness, lack of team application. Yeah. No one gives a shit. So I think that's worse.
0: Yeah, and that's what I was saying. That team just does not give enough of a shit. They don't, and but, like, they they the game was easy there. For, if they held the ball for, like, three or four sets, cetera, they would have won the game. They couldn't do it. They couldn't get it their own way, and then you've got guys like, again, Luke Brooks refuses to do anything, and I know he had the intercept, which was um, sorry, the intercept, the drop ball, and he knocked it on. That's all he's got left. He can run in open field, but he also looks faster, because Sean O'Sullivan might be the slowest human in history. <laughs> like, oh, poor Sean, but they just refuse to step up. Nobody without Laurie there. And there's only so much Dewey can do. It's like nobody wants to step up and do anything. And Yeah. It's... Co- consumer, like, why are they on two minutes to go, <laughs> five minutes to go? Why are there forward hit ups on the fourth tackle? I, I don't why know. It happening?
1: Just, just give him the captaincy though. Give him some more leadership. It'll, that'll, that'll change it'll, him. Yeah. Why
0: is that happening? Why is it like, and Jacob Little is also part of that problem. You know, he's given the ball to those other guys he's been around too long to be getting over that shit as well. Like he's not, uh, it's, he's not great. And and Dewey is good. And I'm not going to blame him as much because he's like, without him, how cooked they would be. But like, just the fact that they we're like, just happily to finish that roll, their sets out. Like they
1: were, there was 10, 15 minutes to go with two yeah. minutes left. Yeah. Embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. That kills me more than I think anything. When I watch this sport, when the team's down with five minutes left and you just, like Tyson Gamble did it for you guys last week when yeah. they just hoofed the ball like 50 meters to the other team's fullback on the full. It's like, just shift it, run it, do something. You can't just kick the ball away here with three minutes left. Like, there no, is we'll, no value in doing that.
0: No, we'll do that at the end of the first half when the score Oh, yeah. To- Which <laughs> ended <not> costing <laughs> yeah. you the game for that yes. fucking penalty and two point zero goal. Yes, no. yes. We'll do that at the end of the first half. Five but... minutes to
1: go, but just like, where's Tommy Flegler? Give him a yeah, second. Set, fucking give me a yeah, break. We'll put the pressure on him now. Fucking and joke. Yeah, they're just, that's it. And then the Warriors, like, I mean, they're going to avoid the spoon. Good on him.
0: Fair play to them. Like, yeah, they threw together a lineup with whatever pieces they had left. You and Aiken went in the back row, had had his best game in a number of years there. DWZ had a bit of a stinker and they got away with it, but they threw it together and they didn't play particularly well, but they held their line. They defended all right. And the points they scored just came from the Tigers crumbling and the Tigers put pressure on themselves and can't handle that pressure they put on themselves.
1: Yep. They are very stupid. All right. Yeah. Uh, will
0: they lose tw- both games to the Bulldogs or one?
1: Maybe of the the they'll, they'll lose at least one. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. And I look. I'm officially. I'm officially not believing anymore. <laughs> so. This for this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be back. Oh, you you wait till March next year when um you know we hear about yeah uh, Luke Brooks has been training the house down. I'll be back. I'll be back. Then you worry. Uh, Brisbane better. thirty-seven, Cowboys eighteen. Uh, that's enough to avoid the wooden spoon. Congratulations.
0: I. They have broken me, Matthew. <laughs> I hated this game. <laughs> I was so angry for most of it because, like, firstly, they did a lot of dumb shit and got away with it, which I hate because that's how they've been losing games in the past. Like, they kicked on third tackle, Tyson Gamble did, and uh, Kane, what's his name? The- that was Aldi so Oates bad. <laughs> Kane Bradley bottles it so we get the ball back. Uh, Jermaine Asako makes a line break, kicks on second tackle, and somehow we get the ball back and score. Jermaine Asako, again, tries to dribble the distance of the field, like kick it down the field, and then somehow the ball bounces wrong and he jumps on it first. Get get away with that. I hated that. But what I hated the most, Bungard, is that it showed how easy it is to beat some teams this year if you just hold on to the ball, complete your set, and then throw the ball to the good player. Give it to like Bold. It was... I was infuriated. It's like Katoni Staggs, who's now out for the season again, sadly, only had six runs at the ball but scored two tries. It's like, yes, geniuses, you figured it out. Get near the line and throw it to Katoni, and he might beat someone. You Maybe. Or, or, you know, start completing his sets, which they finally did. They had more possession finally. They finished 36 of 41 of their sets. They held on to the ball, and the other team – watch the other team fuck up, and they won. And I, and I hated it, Matt, because it was – it's just that it's that easy. Sometimes like they would have won four, three or four other games. You it is maybe. weird. Cause it's like weird.
1: you have good teams, particularly my team that leave a lot of points out there every week. And yeah. it doesn't matter. Cause you know, you're good enough to yeah. just score anyway. But yeah, you guys, if you just play smart, like this was like the whole thing when gamble first came in, right. When he was yes. just like, just keeping things ticking over, not trying to overplay his hand, just doing all right. Kicking wise, running occasionally, just not doing anything mm-hmm. silly. And, it, and that's why it worked. And then for whatever reason, he started losing his goddamn mind more and more each week. I'm not sure why. And this week um, it back. It's simple. It? Yeah. Uh, so look, yeah, but, um, what, what are your aspirations now? Do you think you well, can make the finals?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's one of these things I like that when I sack the strengths in the conditioning coach, like I'm not of the belief they have a fitness issue. And I know it's like a chicken or the egg thing. What comes first? But I always believe they have a possession issue. They don't respect holding the ball. And with the current game, if you don't hold the ball. You know, the other team has too much ball, you get run over. Just it. That's just how it works. And I know it's like what comes first, possession, or, or, you know, or the fitness thing. Like, but anyway, not always about completion rate. It's not. But sometimes you just got to get to the end of the sets and put a nice little kick in. And yeah. this game at Brisbane completed every set from the 50th minute onwards. And what a shock they won. They didn't fuck it. They completed all those sets. They completed the, every set for the first 20 minutes or first seven, eight minutes yeah, stay in the pendulum, stay in the game, don't blow it away and what a shock if you just get in the game, finish your sets, the other team's are gonna fuck up too. That's what have happens.
1: You, have you looked at the run home for the Broncos?
0: Oh there's winnable games there. I don't care I'm, for so, I'm, I'm so I'm so dumb with up. these guys like, <laughs> I'm so dumb because it's getting they could have won so many more games just playing. It makes like me this. sad
1: that it's broken you to the point where like you don't even want to just believe in like shit housing your way to eighth or somehow. No, like it's just we, not even fun.
0: We play the night this week and we'll probably get pounded because they reckon they're hot shit again because they won a game. Mm. They won one game and then you'll see like Tyson Gamble was really good in this game because he put in some some nice kicks. He gave good early ball and got out of the way really good in this game and got wrapped for his best game of first grade a few times during the call. So yeah. I have zero doubt without Katoni Sags at center this week, he's going to run the ball 15 times straight into someone. Brody cross going to suck again. And we're going to get pounded by the Knights and that, and that that'll be it. And yeah, I'm, I had enough of they, they've won. They've played better. I've had enough of the Broncos now. They don't have to like, that's next year. And I'm you have to worry here. about
1: the spoon. The spoon's gone. So well, there's,
0: and, and there's not much upside left really like, like, I didn't like that they debuted Xavier Willison last week and he's in again this week, but that's 35 players they've used this year now. Obviously the most in the year in Broncos history, the, the most anyone used this year in the NRL. But it's just like, what what are you expecting from Xavier Willison? I think he's a good prospect, but it's like they've taken heaps of these stump throws this year and you know they threw in uh, T.C. Rabadi. Yeah. And it worked. Cool. Now where is he? he's not playing? You know, like they Tessie's worked at fullback. uh Kobe Heddington's worked and put him in there. Uh Ethan Bullmore and Reese Kennedy worked on opportunities, but they dropped him anyway. Uh it, Albert Kelly worked, but he's not getting his shot back. But it's like what are they expecting from Willison? Like, even if he has a really good game from the when he's taken the other throws at the stumps, players have played well and got dropped anyway. So what's the difference? I don't see the benefit, like whatever. No. So and they might debut Piakura by the end of the year as well. And it'll just be why. It's a point. The debut is not fit mainly thing at this point. Yeah. But yeah. So I'm frustrated. And Turpin's out for the year and his form was getting pretty poor. So we have to believe in Danny Levi. And <laughs> Corey Pakes was there. I might have had some excitement to think, oh, maybe we'll have eyes on him. But, you know, we have a different halfback next year. Stags are now gone for the rest of the season. Who knows what's happening with Tessie New? Capewell's still coming. Payne is there, but pan has gone. Like, I don't really have much that I'm looking forward to other than hoping they win a few more games so like there's a better vibe.
1: Yeah. Um I got a text message from an unnamed Raiders fan in the aftermath of their game on Sunday just saying, I hate Jack white I could name him, but I'm not going to. <laughs> no. Well, it will it'll his identity will remain a mystery. But nevertheless, uh, Newcastle 34. Canberra 24, a winnable game for the Raiders on that charge to the finals, but it's the resurgent Newcastle Knights uh, who blew them out of the water. This game was over after 20 minutes, wasn't it? Like, really? And, and still, without without Pierce, doesn't matter. Jake Clifford's all right. Um, Bradman Best played really well. He played really, he really well. Um, but God, there was just some ugly shape from the Raiders. Like I hated what I saw from them in attack in this game for, for the most part. Um, I think the final scoreline flatters them a little bit too. So do I. And, I mean,
0: Brevin Best only just got back for this game. And I know some of the Raiders fans on our Discord were fearing him running through Seb Chris. And they were right. <laughs> um, Sebast Seb, uh, Seb had a good start to the year, but as the years gone on, his, his form has dipped and he's out of the side this week. But he was woeful. So was Haraweer and Ira. But uh, Jack Whiten, beyond the most disappointing player, On the field this year for the uh, this week for them and probably this season, like you go into this game knowing it's a must-win, knowing that you win this game, you're in the box seat to play finals football. He doesn't turn up again, and he and actually played pretty fucking poorly until right at the end of the game. He's like, "Oh, I'll try now," but he just—they'll probably still make the finals. (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, as you know, we both like this. We'd never been long-term Whiten fans, and he did. His first year at 5-8 really, you know, proved me wrong in terms of doubting his ability to play there. But he hasn't improved one bit since then. And he's always been prone to form peaks and troughs. He's in a trough now. But he doesn't know the way out. Mm. Like he just does the same shit. Like he still just he passes he never digs into the line before he passes ever. He passes when the line's five, 10 meters from him all the time, it's either a cutout. When he has the ball, you know, there's like three things happening. So either throwing a massive cutout. He's either kicking for himself. Yeah. Or he's stepping off his left foot and
1: running. Yeah, that's it.
0: That's the things he does now. Like almost exclusively. And teams are too good. They're they're too used to this Jack one experience. Is it not? I said it too much. At
1: this point with Whiten, it's very reminiscent of the, the Blake Austin salad days for the Raiders. It is. Uh, it's very, very similar in terms of the fact that teams have kind of worked him out. And when they know that there's only a couple of things that he's going to potentially do when he gets the ball, it's not that hard.
0: Yeah. And he has every right with how the rules are now and how the game's been played and how much we're seeing the big athletic guys dominating the game right now. He has every right to be dominating the competition. Absolutely hammering it. But he just keeps doing the same things he knew how to do. He stays on that left-hand edge, does the same things he always did, and then his kicking game is right, whatever right foot mystery, left foot mystery. He doesn't know what he's doing half time there either. Blessed with the boot, doesn't know what to do with it. But if he just got around the park, got involved, followed up, you know, if he just followed behind the ruck, you know, you see what happened to Tommy Turbo at his size and athleticism that you can score off hit-ups if you that like that now. Yeah. Like you seen now, how, the trail just carries fatigue, guys. That's a tw- with 20 minutes left in the game, those guys just brain it, right? 23 minutes left, they do. The big athletic guys do. And there's Jack White out there standing in his left ear doing fuck all again. He could be like the best lock in the game. <laughs> yeah. To be. But he's just there. He's just frustrating, dude. Just the same player. And um, I know I know they're missing now halfback. I know Rapana's at fullback. But it's just it's just not good enough from Jack at this point to be who he is. to apply. He's been in the first rate for a decade, by the way. Mm. And I think it's one of those guys like you forget that they're around so long because you always expected more. Yeah. But he's going to live on this. He's going to be Teflon for the next three or four years because of the Dally the M year and the Churchill stuff. He's going to be Teflon from then and that's it. And it's kind mm. of like not the same level player, but it's like a Corey Norman escapes criticism for like a decade. It's yeah, yeah, much better than criminal, but I get the point. It's the same just, thing. Yeah, he's Teflon through majority of people who talk about the game. He's walk up into at least the Origin twenty one for what for that one really good year it all came together. And yeah, and uh, I did speak to Nick Canton about this, and he made one fair point that he he's of the belief now in and obviously revisionist history, but. He's of the belief that Whiten was always going to have that really good year at that point, be it at six or fullback, because he killed it the year before, before the 10-week ban. Then he killed it that year. But it's kind of like the perfect confluence of events of his athleticism coming together with timing, all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, this is what they're stuck with since. And, like, I know it's not all his fault, but it's just not good enough. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. And then the other guys who weren't, like, Croker wasn't good enough
1: but we, we know what Jared Croker is now. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's a and shame. It's, and How many more years are left on that? Um, I don't know. It feels dude. like forever. But uh,
0: like, like, and also guys like um, Sam Williams was good enough either, but like he's Sam Williams, you know, yeah. so he's, he's still to end of 2024. So he's still got three years after this season. So that's a long time, but yeah. And that was there for them. And then the Knights, as you said, like admirable without, pierce and cliff had one of his good games that they just they found that weak point and just kept going back to it and that's what good teams do though isn't it that they find that weak point and they keep attacking it they just kept going left and going left and Tuala Tuala scored a hat trick and they had did not have any interest at all in getting anyone near Kalen ponga by the end of that game no scored a piss easy try from that scrum
1: yeah it's yeah it's um it's a really frustrating time to be a Raiders fan, I think. They're basically just a better version of the Tigers in a lot of the same sort of emotional abuse.
0: They lost my 10 points in it, as you said, and I think that's
1: very flattering. Yep, absolutely. Um, Knights, again, they're just in the mix. And if they get the... they're Of all of them, they're probably the most likely to do something in the finals if they get everyone fit. It yeah, will pierce is back this week. They've got the Broncos twice in a run home.
0: So, you know, you'd like to think, they'd like to think that's two wins. I do think those games also was winnable for Brisbane, but they have the Broncos twice. They have the Sharks, Dogs, and Titans. They are in the box seat to claim seventh or eighth, in my opinion. One of those two spots.
1: Yeah. Excellent. All right. So let's move on. Um, the grand final rematch was exactly as we thought it would be. No clear and a bunch of other players for Penrith. This was only ever going to go one way. Storm thirty seven, Penrith ten. Penrith getting a couple of late tries to get off the donut. Um, is there much? I don't really know what we can analyze from this. No, no, I don't think much there. Harry Grant return was was great. He was fantastic. He looked real good. Yeah, as, as he does. Uh, Pappenhausen.
0: Yeah, not not too bad. I don't know, I don't know what they're doing there long term. Considering again, it's happening this week. Pappenhausen off the bench and Nico starting. I don't know what the what the aim is there, but I'm, I'm sure Craig does. I, but I don't know if they're going to keep him as some impact fullback for the rest of the year. It feels weird if they do. But, yeah, they did it easy, and they're always going to once Panthers had those players out. And it's just disappointing. And we know this has been so little actual good games this year that it's disappointing. We got one we're looking forward to for, like, five weeks. And even though Penrith had their players out, it still sucks they couldn't make something of it. But they're never yeah. going to, like... That back line there, and then this week, not good enough. And then no, they, clear. they might lose again this week. And clear Fisher is Harris, than 21, though. So yeah. No Fisher-Harris, as we know, and then Pango wasn't playing yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, not much to say about Souths in their win of the Dragons. I do want to praise Ben Hunt real quick. Was the only one that looked like making stuff happen, and then came out afterwards. That he played basically nearly the whole game with an injury. I mean, imagine
0: the season he'd be having now, if you put him in a good side, seriously, he'd be braining it, mate. Like he'll never be the damaging ball runner. He was in 2014, 15, but he has put together the rest of his game. So I'm like, like not many of us thought this was possible. He actually he was a pretty poor game manager for a long time. You know, that wasn't his strength, but he's been fantastic at that for the dragons and getting them back into games or making things happen. And he just seems to be, when they have the ball, he seems to be everywhere. Like, and I know, he didn't touch it that much. They didn't have much ball, so it smashed. But it's like everything good. Essentially Ben Hunt near it. Great kicking game, strong leadership. Like really impressive the season he's had. And I think he's done a really good job for his reputation this year. And um he used to get blamed a lot for Dragons doing poorly with the contract he's holding, but he's played so well this year that's all gone away. And uh,
1: happy for him in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. Uh but yeah, South's trail, awesome. Again, they left they probably left 20 points on the table. Mm. well it's fucked like there's just the attack is just so good it's it's almost as good as Melbourne's the defense is pathetic and that's why they're not going to win the comp um, and it's why when they play Melbourne or a full street in Penrith that team will score every time they get inside the Rabbitohs' half but I don't know what am I supposed to do my team's scoring 50 every week and I'm just like yeah we're not going to win the comp yeah that's
0: Shit. just it. it's um yeah, the one good thing this season I enjoy is when I do watch the team. Like yourself and Melbourne and Penrith in their feet, like they're so confident with the ball. It looks, it does look like a training run. That dumb cliche, but they move it so fast. Everyone's moving forward, and uh, you guys do that like to the level. Like I mean, come on, Mark Nichols made two hundred meters this week.
1: I don't <laughs> like, hear any more Mark Nichols. No, no it's, not,
0: it's not Slater, but like him and like Tom Burgess is is looking like a good ball runner. Like K-On's just kicking on every week, and then as you know, the back line are killing it, and that's. You know the trail has been fantastic with the this this year anyway, but really, um, other guys being fatigued, like he was just carrying dragons players and one of those runs he made at the end where he just pushed like seven dragons off. I thought he was gonna like he's just gonna you know, carry fifteen of them over to the trial line. It felt like, but yeah, it's as you said, it's been really easy with South in these games, but then when they play the good teams, their defenses is good enough that they can't repel them long enough to strike back with their attack. Hey, like they can't hold their line long enough.
1: No, um, I haven't looked it up, but I shall just go on rugby league project real quick. I assume this is the most points South service scored in a season. Um, Already. <laughs> I would guess it'd be close. Um, it's oh, a yes. lot of points, man. Um, we'll, we'll yeah, it is it is, it is. it yeah, is. It yeah. is. It would be 20, 2013 was the previous Mark 588. They've got 613 now. So there yeah. you go.
0: we've mentioned this a few times and it seems like 27 or 30 points a week needed now for the storm to actually keep their record. But they're best for and against ever as well at the moment. And that's and we'll get to Tommy Turbo next, but this everything being the best thing
1: ever is diminishing the value of anything this season. I feel like that's not been talked about at all. I feel what? like I would have seen that. That Souths, the grand old club, they've yeah. been around since 1908, with five five games left, have scored yes. more points than they ever have in a season. Yes, and there's less games than there's been in the past as well. And and know. no one's talking about it. Yeah. No one's I've never not seen that much beat that. Um yeah, crazy. Ridiculous. Great. So they're going to, and 588 was the previous record. So it's going to end up being what? 800, maybe? It could be. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what? There's five games left. They're on 613. It's at least 700, you think. I uh, mean, oh, they play least. Penrith, I guess. So, but I mean, so that's nil. But then the other four, they'll score like 45 each. So I don't know. Yeah. So it might be 800. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking what a joke. What yeah. a waste of time. Um, But yeah, not much to analyze from South Snake. Like,
0: well, as you mentioned, like they, they have scored the second most points in the competition. They're behind just
1: the Storm. Just Melbourne, yeah. They've but scored way more than Perriff too, by the way, like 100 more. They
0: have, but they've conceded sixty <laughs> more than them in the Storm, so
1: not great. Yeah. And, and,
0: you know, they've conceded 100 more than the Eels and 30 more than the Roosters.
1: Yeah. Also, we talk about brave takes and, like, yeah. having the courage to make a terrible take. The couple of people that responded to the NRL tweeting that the Storm now had the greatest points differential of all time, saying, "What if it goes down between now and the end of the year?" Brave, brave souls, <laughs> because uh, the chance of that happening is zero point zero zero percent. I'm actually pumped for their game
0: this weekend, them versus Manly. Yeah, that might be actually be good, and who knows, maybe the Storm just dusted. But anyway. even if they lose that but, game, they've got four more games. To but run even up, there, but like, teams. like but you know, people been mentioning Manly as a contender, and they might be, but we just still really haven't had that game that we think that actually. You know, announce himself as a contender. I know they beat the Eels a few weeks ago. I am actually looking forward to that game. But they lost. Good. They lost to Penrith back in round eight, and it's been a long time since then.
1: And they, they played Souths without turbos. So that didn't really count.
0: Yeah. So it's been a long time since then. They haven't played any of those strong ties. They have the Storm now, Eels next week, and then that's it, pretty much, run home. But this is the first time we get to actually see the barometer, and they get to cop the storm at Suncorp.
1: See how it goes. Um, I don't have much to say other than the Titans are seventh. Yeah, they're going to get away with being shit for 18 weeks and maybe make the finals. Yep. Yep. They will. Um the dogs, not good. Jade Nockenbore is absolutely terrible.
0: Yeah, and true shock, seeing what Kyle Flanagan had didn't bring joy. We just saw the same thing. I don't I don't know. I don't know why they bothered to bring him back. And this week, Bailey Beyond the Odo is playing um
1: yep. playing six. But yeah. <laughs> Actually, the Titans play the Cowboys this week. But then after that, they play South Storm and then Knights. So that Knights game could actually end up being like a de facto semi-final. Yeah. So, I mean,
0: uh, we're talking about two teams getting in with losing records in the finals. We're in a spot now that teams might get in with less than 10 wins.
1: Or just Yeah, wins. dude, 9 and 13. Or is it 24 or 25 games they played played? 24, right? 24, so yeah, yeah, 9 and 13 could get in. Yeah. The only reason it might not is because a few of these teams play each other. So I That's feel like it. it's almost impossible for one of them to not win, two of them to not yeah. win 10 games. But yeah. Titans have two no, it so nine and fifteen, games right? Isn't three it easy ones? What? Yeah, nine and fifteen it would be, but yeah. ten and fourteen could make. Finals. What did I say nine and thirteen? Sorry, yeah. yeah, nine and fifteen. Um, I feel like, I feel like ten and thirteen is the uh, ten and fourteen. Sorry, is is going to be in ten and yeah. fourteen in the finals. And yeah, and brave men would believe in the Titans because, like, again,
0: this is when they're downhill they kill anybody, and they were downhill yeah. in this game. They haven't had any swing back. Wait to they again playing half decent team because that's what it is now. You can't even play like an average team now to, to see if where teams sitting.
1: No, Uh I don't have much else to say about that. Do you? No, no, I don't. Move on. Um Cronulla twenty two, Manly forty. Man, Tommy Turbo. Let's just talk about it now because you're angry. I'm not angry. I'm not <laughs> angry. But so people are the discourse about is this the greatest season of all time? Has kicked up again. Scored a hat trick. Set a couple of others up. Looks fantastic. You yeah. don't agree.
0: I don't agree just because like again, he is having he is having one of the best seasons of all time. He is the best player in the competition this year. There's no one playing better than him right now. But I don't agree because we can't talk about the context of what the rules have done to this game. We can't talk about that all season alongside this and then act like that's it's not happening in you know in conjunction with the rules that have changed in the game. It's just like the swimming suit, the swimming suit era in swimming. You know, what's it called again? What are they called again? Those super suits. Yeah. Super suits it's a supersuit it? era. It is. it is. It is. And his numbers are ridiculous. I have no doubt about that. But there's context to those numbers. And for example, he's only got what? One, two, three, four, five. Five line breaks his side of halfway. You know, I know it doesn't, and he has none on his own 20. I know it doesn't mean anything, right? But we're trying to talk about these seasons. We're comparing with guys like Hain, 09, Barber. In in uh, twelve, all that kind of stuff. Barber set up four to five tries from his own in goal.
1: That is true. You we've know, we about like, this, that. We've talked about the Josh yeah. Morris trial like eight times this year,
0: but let's talk yeah. about it again. So, it so t- Tommy Turbo has eight line breaks in front of the sticks, fifteen meters out from the goal line. In that period, that's what does it tell you? It's a big man crashing over. He's a fullback or not, but that's generally what it is. And that's full respect to him. He has to do that playing fantastically, but he's putting up numbers and he's doing it very easily. And i just like to challenge people who think he's having the best season ever, and you might be right, but can you sit down and think of the four or five special plays he's made? Because I can give you those from seasons of Hayne and
1: seasons of Barber. It's a good point. There's nothing that sticks out like that Hayne try in the semis against the Dragons or that length of field try or that Barber diving on that ball in the end goal against yeah, the Yeah, Barber like...
0: kicking the ball for, for Morris. Yeah.
1: One of the best tries you'll ever two. see. Two, like, two iconic moments. In that
0: like I don't think seeing him score three tries in 10 minutes, and one of them is when Andrew did—they like, barely made a tackle attempt. The other two were crash ball hit-ups on, on the fifth tackle. I know they're three tries. I know they're bulk numbers. I know they count. I don't find it as impressive, and I know his numbers are great, but there's someone else this year who's not getting any attention for his numbers. But I implore you, go look at Cody Walker's numbers right now. 18 games... 12 tries, 27 try assists.
1: That's 39 try involvements, which is more than Tom Tavoyevich.
0: 34 line break assists. And nobody gives a shit. No one's putting that in the greatest of all time half seasons because for some reason we can understand the context in that
1: instance. Actually, I lied. They have the same number of try involvements. They both have 37.
0: Well, here's one. Since round 12. Here you go. Uh, Tommy Turbo hasn't played all those games since round 12. Cody Walker's played eight games since round 12. 19 try assists, 26 line break assists. Yeah. And I wouldn't say he's particularly playing better than he's played in the past.
1: So I was looking at the wrong box. Yeah, Cody Walker's got 39, Turbo's yeah. got 37. So yeah.
0: But like, like, and I know Turbo's played less games, but yeah, in that same period. turbo has five games, 10 tries, ridiculous. Seven tries assists, seven line breaks, 12 line break assists, but like it's, they're doing it easy. And that's what this year is. We've got, we're sitting in a year. Again, you look at the numbers, Alex Johnson is injured and has 32 line breaks. If he was fit, (laughs) he would have had more than 40 line breaks this season. And who knows when he's back, maybe you'll hit that 32 line breaks. Ruben Garrick has 26. Johnson has 24 tries. Dave Fafito has 130 broken tackles. Ruben Garrick has 226 points already. Adam Reynolds has 198 points already. Like, as you said, South had the most points ever by this point in the season. Like, the context there is Tommy Turbo may be having one of the best seasons of all time, but I refuse to accept he's having the best season of all time. Maybe I'm a, the dumb man on the wrong side of history, but I've watched those other seasons. I've watched Carney 2010. I've watched Hane 9. I've watched Barber 2012. Those guys did things on a, every second week basis that I was um, dropped my jaw. And whilst Tommy's playing amazing and do, and he's the best in the competition this year by some distance, I'm not as impressed by him scoring hit up tries. I'm just not, or him being the last pass when it's two and one on the edge. I'm just not.
1: No, I think you, you know, I think that's probably fair.
0: And you can disagree. That's fine. I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but I just, i in this game only helped back it up for me because in a 10 minute period, he ran over tired forwards. Okay, <laughs> you know, that's great, but uh, yeah, he's having a fantastic year, and you know, I guess if he is as good as those guys, he can do the same thing as all of them, lose the grand final because that's what they, all those guys did. Barber, um, hayne and and Todd Carney got to the grand final and lost. So, we'll yeah, see if if if, uh, if if Tommy can do that or better that, but uh, you know, maybe he gets he gets opportunity to do better than that against the storm this week or in the finals. But yeah. Yeah,
1: mate. I I can't disagree with much of that. Um, I thought I'm looking forward to see what they do this week. And if look, if he has a blinder against the storm and they win, maybe we can have a different discussion, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, we can, the discussion is all relevant. You can have that discussion, but it's just like, I'd implore some of those people and I know highlight clips lie, but just go back and watch some of those plays and you'll just see this stuff. Like I said, that it doesn't just happen in the opposition 30 or 40. Like there's, um, isn't there a try, like Ben Barber, I don't remember as well, set up a try when the Titans kicked deep into the end goal and he beat like four Titans in the end goal. <laughs> it's like, okay, and went went half the distance and then gave it to Josh Morris who finished it. Again, I'm waiting to see it. Those mm. are the things I remember from those great
1: seasons. and I know Barber's got a lot of easy support tries, but... Yeah, we'll see. All right. That's the round done. Before we move on, uh, quick shout out. Um, patreon.com forward slash boom rookies if you want to support the show. Got another couple of new patrons this week that they are flying in. If you and if you do want to join up, um, get access to our Discord server entr- entrance into next year's Coltrain Cup competition and some merchandise is included and a ton of other stuff as well. So a quick thank you to those people in the top two tiers of our subscription service, And they are Chris Abnell, Dave, Carlo Tyson, Rocky and Rafi, Stu. Wayne Ritchie, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Blake Moretti, Buttsy, Cam Beswick, Chris Slade, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, JSG, James K, Jason, Jez, Joe Cordy, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh Tomo 98, Lachlan Hand, got Leon, Little Cloud X. Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Maddie McPhee, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I am sad, never trendy, party keg, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Nicky, Schwarzy, Ty, the not so mature student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Warwick Gehrm. Thank you so much for your support. And to everybody in the lower tiers and everyone who just listens, thank you as well. That is patreon.com boys at Rookies if you want to support the boys. Mitchell, ding dong, and sadness. How you doing? Oh mate,
0: just just tired with everyone is yeah. the same as last two weeks. Just tired, mate. Just tired of the lockdown. I got my first jab last week, so that was fun. Yeah, well, I got my as everyone knows. Well, not everyone knows, my last appointment got cancelled, but yeah. I got I got cancelled for over over sixties only. <sighs> I went to rebook really in my area, then like seven or eight of the cl- clinics on hot dock only had over sixties. So I finally
1: found one that would take me. I would I- love it, but I do that. That story about boomers getting taken off the list to accommodate like HFC students would make me so happy. The ones that yeah. are waiting for Pfizer, I mean. it's fantastic,
0: year. yeah. I mean, oh, I don't want to get into that again, but yeah. No, 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 just, no. I think That's... they should be forced to take AstraZeneca, but agree we are.
1: Semi Randra
0: trying the chip and chase. Oh, no, it's Simi Randrandra. And away. Simi Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will. Yes. Semi Randra absolutely buried it.
1: Prevent Grant, Um, Speaking of vaccinations, there are murmurs that uh, the NRL will look at enforcing a no jab, no play policy uh, in the not immediate future, but in the near future. Yeah. So it's a third of the comp gone then. Oh, yeah. Oh, one thing I want to mention, by the way, as well, for that Ben Barber
0: season, he was the first ever man to chase down Greg Inglis. Oh. You remember that he Could, tackled him in the open play, open field. Yeah, I, it was
1: it was in the it was in like the third the last yeah. two minutes of the game in what was a minor premiership game, pretty much. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah. Sad. Thanks for that. I'm just saying, that he was achieving <laughs> things that yeah, actually. Yeah. Anyway,
0: the no vax, no play thing. There's a good a good way of seeing the NFL's homework. I mean, it's common sense. I know there's a lot of players that will be anti-vax. There'll be a bit of an uprising, and um. But if I'd like to sit and have the balls go down that path because it's just the easiest way to guarantee the competition doesn't run into issues next year.
1: If they're all vaccinated. Yeah, it's pretty smart. I can't see a downside. Um I just feel he like writes. rugby league has a highest proportion higher proportion of anti-vaxxers than most things.
0: Well, there's that so the 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 belief of um being anti-vaxxed in Samoa actually has like a history. What is it? It's like let me Google this like an idiot on while we're talking. But it's hmm. it's to do with like an actual vaccine rollout being done wrong in Samoa. Like there was a vaccine that was administered poorly at some point, and that's led to them being anti-vaxxers there, which is obviously led through the islands, but they actually have at least they believe in something that went wrong, you know? Like, where is it? I, I can't find it in front of me right now, but I think it's I can't remember. Like, oh, this is gonna be I have to find something before I leave people like this. But it's, I don't know. You know this G or am I just talking you? No, I just know,
1: know about. I just know that there was a huge measles thing in Samoa, like, yeah. well, like a couple of years ago, and there was like a huge crisis. And then I think Frank Winterstein's wife made it worse, or something. I don't know the exact details. Yeah. Oh no, well, Frank. Yeah, Frank. Uh, her wife. That'll do it.
0: <laughs> That's know. it. There was two babies that died after a poorly mixed va- vaccine and the uh, measles epidemic.
1: It's not great, is it?
0: Yeah. But that's it. Like poorly administered vaccines, there has helped. You know, the, obviously the the lack of faith in vaccines. Mm. But yeah, measles being big there also a great thing. But yeah, I'm not saying like it is. Just, you know, it's unfortunate that a lot of players have those beliefs. But you know, I think this would be something that I'd like it to force them into taking the vax and keeping the game running because those are like if we're in a in a period next year that say that the country's 80% vaccinated or 90% vaccinated, but the NRL is only like 40% vaccinated. Not great.
1: No, that's, that'll be a really bad look. I think it's fine. Uh, if you don't like it, then, you know, fuck off, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. Thank you. Um, all right, moving on. We've got um, uh, the NRLW season has been pushed back. It'll now start in grand final week for the men's competition and run it's like six or eight weeks after that, whatever it was. Um Okay. I guess, I mean, this now just all but enforces there'll be no world cup, I suppose. Uh
0: Yeah. It helps enforce that. It does look like the other teams might end up going to the world cup instead. The world cup's pushing on, which is very interesting, but yeah, this is, we mentioned this on the Patreon episode a few weeks ago, that NRLW is going to happen at the same time and might be used as a bit of an excuse as to why they, they can't go, they can't send the men and the women kind of thing mm. for Australia. But, yeah, I'm I'm keen for the NRLW season, and it's good that it can be flexible, and they they can still get it played, and maybe gets more attention being the only sh- the only show in town at that point. But I'm also kind of disenfranchised with how the World Cup's been handled. Yeah, at that time of year. So I'll see I'll see how I'm feeling at the time, but I'm trying to I was keen for the NRLW, but I'm trying to lift my energy back up to be keen for it when it comes back again.
1: I mean, it's it'll be nice that there'll be more footy after the NRL ends. So. It's yeah. nice, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. I
0: don't know. It's just, um, yeah, the World Cup stuff, mate, just and the clubs having to just confirm again why they're against it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So oh, really, that, we needed that, 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 didn't we?
1: That letter that was signed, us oh, just kind of bullshit. And just annoying on a personal level to see the Rabbitoh CEO's got quotes in there about the safety and stuff. And it's just like, how on earth, we haven't really talked about this, but how on earth can a competition that was literally like, this weekend when Queensland was like, no sport, shut everything down. They're Mm -hmm. like, we will do no matter what everything it takes to make sure these games are played today or tomorrow. Turn around and preach this shit about safety. Yeah. I I just, I, I don't know how you can have that level of cognitive dissonance, but the NRL can, I guess.
0: Yeah. I guess they can just, they can do whatever they want in that regard, but, um, that Robert Burgeon, I don't know how to say his last. I might be saying it wrong, but he's a uh, uh, the coach of the female Bra- uh, Brazilian rugby league team. Yeah, uh, had a quite a good rant during the week about just how international rugby league has been handled. And uh, if you haven't if you haven't seen him on Twitter, haven't seen that, just search at Rob Burgeon Ryder, and he's got a long
1: note. B u r g i n, if people. B
0: u r g i n, but he went went into all the issues with, with international rugby league, and he did make some good points as like. NRL wants to run and do everything, but like, honestly, haven't got a single goddamn clue. And neither do I. Goddamn clue what other teams have to do to qualify. Like, how far, how much they have to put in, how much time to dedicate, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, that we're letting all those people down with self-interest again, and the clubs interested themselves again. And we needed—I don't know why—we needed a joint statement,
1: <laughs> but we got- it seemed, it seemed borderline inflammatory. Like, like,
0: honestly, oh, we need another statement that you hate the World Cup, and for some, and most of that statement didn't really say anything as to why it was unique to this year, bar like the yeah. player safety bullshit cop out. It's mm-hmm. like you know, pretty much you're just saying you hate the World Cup and you hate your players playing anywhere else,
1: yeah. We, basically, and, yes, and we get it, but that's also why you shouldn't be in charge of that decision because, <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a lot of bad takes this week, a lot of bad faith takes as well about this stuff, just talking about, oh, you know, if everything else can get delayed, why can't this? It's like because yeah. the stuff got delayed last year to this year because yeah. it's not safe, yes. and now that all this stuff is happening, that is evidence that it is safe. It's not a difficult concept to wrap your head around. Well, I mean, it is for some people, but I think they know what they're doing half the time when they say shit like that.
0: Yeah, hmm. yeah, and um, I know like Robert made some good points about being um how they they're twisting their words and they're not genuine and honest and going on about how like we need to separate the sport rugby league from the corporation NRL. And they, I think that's a good point. And I know people pushing for more club ownership of things. And I think, I mean, we've seen it in England. They killed the Wolfpack because of club ownership. Like yep. Clubs have enough say, and I don't even fully blame the clubs for only being interested in the clubs. If I was, if my job, you know, again, if I'm in a room with 12 other businesses or something, I only care about my business. You know, I get that, but they shouldn't have the the amount of sway they have over the players and what they do and where they go. Like, you know, I mean, how many international sports have to point out again? Like, in the basketball right now, the players you don't go to the Olympics, right, it's by their choice. Yeah. yeah and they had no off-season last year. The NBA players have come into a long season now and have gone into the next season with this World Cup now. They'll go pretty much straight into basketball when they get back. There'll be no break for those guys those guys are worth, you know, some of those guys are worth $40, $50 million USD a year. Don't hear boo. No. Understand what the international game means, something. Don't hear shit. But no, uh,
1: it's disappointing. Oh, well.
0: And the clubs will never invest in growth. Of course they won't. But it's not no,
1: to no benefit to yeah. them. And the sport might die in 20 to 50 years' time. But um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Shout out to an unnamed, uh, he doesn't want to be, doesn't want his real name said, but the, Twitter account Falcon Punch that um, wrote that open letter to the Roosters canceling his membership. So,
0: yeah, good it was, on him. It was very good as well. It was put his um, money where his mouth is.
1: Yeah, good on him. Uh, the uh, grand final might be at the MCG. I don't like it. In you fact, don't like it. You hate it. Why is that? I don't know. I just hate Victoria. Yeah,
0: I, I don't know what's happening. Actually, wait, after- I
1: don't really care. I won't be there to watch it. So, it's not like yeah. I can be annoyed about it. I don't Maybe really I know.
0: I don't really know what's happening after this weekend. Like,
1: if Souths are in it and there's fans available, I would do everything I could to fly down. But Yeah. yeah, I
0: mean, it would almost be fitting seeing Melbourne get it. And it'd be pretty funny seeing Palaszczuk losing the grand final. If she does find a just, way to do all right, that.
1: Actually, I've, I mean, just imagine for a second, Mitchell. Yeah. Grand final, South Sydney, first Melbourne storm. The whole narrative is that... Um, you never beat them ever. Never won in Melbourne, ever. South Sydney, 0-19 and 19 all time in Melbourne or something. This time, this is the one. The most important one of all. <laughs> all.
0: right, I'm in. Sign me up. I'm in. Although I, it won't happen, it'd also be very down for down for a grand final in
1: Melbourne without Melbourne in it. That would also be great. It would not it I, I just want to go if South's are in it. And South, look, the way Penrith are, look, Penrith is still much better than South at full strength, but weird shit is happening to that team at the moment. Yeah, so Cleary's in a twenty one this week. I'm guessing yeah. he's
0: playing. But yeah, it's um uh, sometimes I've, teams get their mojo back instantly, sometimes they don't. And look and again,
1: I am uh, I know we're not winning a premiership. I know that that we might fall into a grand final. So and who knows? And I'd love maybe, to be there to watch us lose by 60. Maybe seven or eight of the pl- the other team's players get injured in the grand yeah, final. Yeah, well, if, if like seven <laughs> of the 13 Melbourne starters suffer misfortunes yes. the day of the game, then maybe might win. maybe we'll win. So yeah. Uh, is there anything you want to talk about we out in? No, no, we'll cold train Rook- tomorrow. Uh, got got rookie takes tomorrow. then. So yeah. I kept them. So here we go. All right, Uh, we've got... It's not a great week this week, to be honest, because I think everyone's just sort of locked in on amateur takes, um, which have been fire, and we'll get to those on tomorrow. But um, yeah, people don't know Rookie Takes is a segment we do every week where people send in the worst takes of the week regarding uh, the rugby league world as a whole. Um, There was a good nomination from Katie Brown, in my opinion. James Roberts has to be suspended for the season, but she's ineligible because she's already won a previous week, so brutal. Would have been an easy twofer. So instead, we've got uh, big O trivia. I still want to see Melbourne take on Penrith, South or Manly at full strength. During their 16-game winning streak, they haven't beaten a hell of a lot. Okay. No one cares. Yep. No one's even talking about the winning streak because it's Melbourne. Nobody cares. And that's true. Um, this is from League Unlimited, but they're not the rookie take. It's a quote from Paul Kent. Peter Volandi should be Australian of the year.
0: I mean, you've got to respect the propaganda machine there. That that Fox is just an overdrive. They just... To get- they're just deep throating that boot well, at this point. They're trying to get a. Are they trying to get a betting organization off or something going or something? Is that what it is? Like Fox? I, bet? I don't know.
1: Maybe Maybe they just thing. want really cheap TV deal next, and he'll give it to them because, like, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I don't, I, I don't know, but yeah, Fox bets a thing in America. I wonder if it's going to mm, be a thing here. think yeah. But anyway, the I, I do enjoy that because again, Super was sports, on yesterday. Yes, yes, it's just really good. Like, same thing last year how we were. Oh, we're the only sport playing in the world when we weren't. If you just well, if you. Put your blinkers on, yes, we're the only sport in the world, and yes, we're only sport in the country that
1: played this weekend, too, apparently. Yeah, Super Netball still played, by the way. yeah, in yeah. Brisbane. Where, like, yeah. they were in the hub, too. The only yeah, ones that were. didn't were the AFL, and, you know, that's probably good, so. Uh, 85stevo says, uh, this is in response to someone tweeting about the farewell hacker for um, Roger Tuvasashek. Oh, uh, this says, is a bad one. Really? Oh. A guy that's leaving pre-mature out of his contract to go to a different code? Really? You're supposed... To give respect to players that are loyal to clubs and a code. Maybe that's just me, shrugging emoji. Loyal to a code. Pre hyphen mature has got me. Yeah. And
0: um, he's given up the money too, which is another thing too. So he, he's given up the rest of his contract in that. So that's a big thing. And I did enjoy some of the other terrible takes, like comparing it to the troops. Oh, they go overseas for six months. Oh, my like, God.
1: Wasn't that awful? Shut It's the been fuck two up. years. And again, the, the, the troops sign up for that. Yes, uh, that's... um. This I don't know if this one's that bad, but again, a pretty dowel week. The rugby league I tested six again, more like 2.3 again. NRL teams only conceding extra 2.3 tackles per set restart with almost two-thirds of them occurring on tackles one and two. No shit. Uh, reply from Eloquent eel. My suggestion would be to add the six tackles to the set, not restart the set. Yeah. Actually, that's not a rookie take at all. Let's have no, an 18-tackle set. Fuck it, yeah.
0: But yeah, I, I, that was a good article from our uh, friends. It was really 10, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That it, yeah, essentially on average, teams are only giving up an extra two and a half tackles, which is not... Even the same distance down the field as kicking the ball 30
1: to 40 meters, you know? Yeah. Um, guys, you got to lift. This shouldn't be in the top five rookie takes of the week. Come on. And I mean, uh, it's Max all Del- amateur takes this week, mate. That's yeah, amateur takes are taken over. And to be fair, there's Simone Biles. There's just bitter Americans losing at swimming. It's a lot going on. Um, Max Delaney, crazy. That's the issue with this crackdown. I'd rather get hit in the head than hit in my kidneys or my knee. What? I don't know. He's like one of those weirdos who says things like, oh, I'd rather get a two-foot tackle than spat on in a soccer game. It's like, I mean, spitting's gross, but I'd also rather not have my leg broken than, like, a bit of spit I can wipe off. Are you sure? Uh, yeah. Yes, I am sure. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we settled that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, there's... um. Yeah, oh, no, those are always weird takes that like the spitting
1: is, is disrespectful. It's the worst thing you can, can like, do on the field. I'm get, like, oh, I, don't I don't know. know. You get my leg broken. Pieces. People get their yeah. legs broke. I mean, these things are much worse things. No, there um, I mean, it's not nice. But... <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's fun. I'm not saying I, I'm not defending it, but I'm just saying that like it's relatively harmless compared yeah. with, you know, sliding in with your studs into someone's knee or they're like ending the someone's career cast. potentially, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, Maybe in COVID times it's worse. Good point, actually. All right. We're just rambling. All right. Uh, cool. You done? Isn't that,
0: isn't that what we do? We just ramble? Yes, uh, I guess. Oh, the
1: football ramble. That's a good name for a podcast. Is it? <laughs> yeah, All right. Uh, I don't know. It's a very famous soccer podcast. I know. Right? I know what it is. I'm okay, aware Just checking. Of it. I wasn't
0: sure. You <laughs> weren't sure. I
1: wasn't. I wasn't sure if you knew. Actually, no. I've compared. I've, no. You know what? Let's, let, let's just go. All right. We're done. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. <laughs> and that's goodbye from me.